This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim in the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, all praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Lord of the worlds. Creator, nourisher, cherisher, sustainer, protector of one and all. Wa usalli wa usallim ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. Blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and upon all his companions and upon all those who have followed him and shall follow him until the day of Qiyamah. May Allah make us as well from amongst them. Amin. Honored ulama, beloved brothers and dearest listeners, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commences this 28th chapter of the Qur'an with a surah known as Al-Mujadilah, which means a woman who disputes, a woman who came with an argument. So the surah is named after this woman. Her name was Khawlah binti Thalabah radiyallahu anha. She had a complaint about the manner in which her husband had treated her. And for that reason, she came to the Prophet ﷺ, telling him that my husband has uttered statements to me, and I don't know what these statements imply, what they mean. He had said to me that you are equivalent to my mother. And we had spoken about this many days ago, but today there is an entire surah which is named after this woman. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa at the time had asked her to go back until revelation would come clarifying the position. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed verses immediately. Definitely, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has himself heard the lady who has come to you disputing regarding her husband and complaining to you about the manner in which he has been treating her. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has heard your discussion for definitely he is all hearing, all seeing. And this woman smiled. She was so happy. And this verse brings good news to all the oppressed women of this ummah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant them a way out. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make the men folk conscious of the fact that they have married people's daughters. They have married people's sisters. They have married people's aunts, meaning the wife also has relatives. And when she was taken in the bond of marriage, she was taken with the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And she was taken with witnesses. And she was taken in a manner that was the highest dignity in Islam accorded to her. And therefore, it is very important that we as men ensure that our treatment to our wives is of the highest standard. May Allah make us conscious of this. If a woman happens to complain, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has in these verses said that he hears her dua. 
and he listens to what she has to say. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us understanding. On the other hand, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also grant our women folk the qualities that will make them better people, that will make them good wives and good mothers. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make them such that the men folk don't ever have to be upset with them as well. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of this woman and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of the statements that men dish out to women. If those statements are dangerous, detrimental, they could just terminate the marriage. And they could have a very, very negative effect and impact on the marriage. And Allah says, وَتِلْكَ حُدُودُ اللَّهِ Those are the limits of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do not tamper and play with the limits of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, with the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah says thereafter, Those who dispute with the Prophet and the Messenger and the law of Allah and the law that has been taught to us by the Messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah says, we nullify their deeds or they shall be thrown into regret and destruction in the same way that those before them have been thrown into regret and destruction. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us at all times. In fact, the term kubitu actually means Allah will disgrace them in the dunya as well as in the akhirah. In the same manner that He has disgraced those before them. So we need to be very very careful regarding the limits of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nikah and talaq are two very very important issues. In today's recitation, there is an entire surah named after talaq. And inshallah we will get to that surah. It is named that because of the importance and the seriousness of the matter. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches people what to do when there is a breakdown within the marital bond. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala thereafter makes mention of the fact that He knows all the secrets. At times people, when they meet in secret and private, they have discussions. Whether these discussions are connected to the marriage or whether they are connected to other community affairs, business affairs, the affairs of the ummah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is reminding everyone. مَا يَكُونُ مِن نَجْوَى ثَلَاثَةٍ إِلَّا هُوَ رَابِعُهُمْ وَلَا خَمْسَةٍ إِلَّا هُوَ سَادِسُهُمْ Whenever they are engaged in a secret meeting or a private meeting, if they are three, they should know that Allah is the fourth. If they are two, they should know that Allah is the third. If there are three, they should know Allah is the fourth. If there are four, they should know Allah is the fifth. What this means is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is always there. We can have our meetings in secret, but we must ensure that we understand that Allah is present. And inshallah, that will help us arrive at the correct solutions for our problems, and it will ensure that we only discuss that which will earn the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, one of the verses of the same surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, 
يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا إِذَا تَنَاجَيْتُمْ فَلَا تَتَنَاجَوْا بِالْإِثْمِ وَالْعُدْوَانِ وَمَعْصِيَةِ الرَّسُولِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, O you who believe, when you have private meetings, private discussions, never ever discuss that which is in contrast with what the messenger has come with. Never ever discuss that which is sin. Don't ever agree to that which is sinful. Now the Mufassirin have spoken about this. Why is it in this particular surah where there was a woman complaining? And then Allah says, when you have secret meetings, then be careful. Don't do that which will earn the wrath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Some of the Mufassirin have said that it is to draw our attention. That even in marriage, engaging in affairs is extremely unacceptable. And we know that. And we should understand that even if a person is alone with someone he is not supposed to be with or she is not supposed to be with, the third one is Allah. Yes, there may be shaitan there as a catalyst. But at the same time, Allah is watching. And Allah knows, and that person will never be able to hide from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that can only have a negative impact upon the halal legal marriage that one may be involved in. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. And remember, anyone who is involved in such activity, it is never too late to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It requires willpower, it requires strength. It is a powerful evening tonight. Let us turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and make sure that we do not return to bad ways. There is an important announcement to make. There is a doctor who wants to leave and his car is being blocked by a silver Toyota Corolla. The number plate is ND363410. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for the patient, whoever the patient is. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for us also to move our vehicles and then get back to listening inshallah. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the next surah, He names the surah after Al-Hashr. And Al-Hashr is the gathering. And it is reported that Al-Hashr refers to a place in Asham. Asham is the northern part or north of the Arabian Peninsula is the region known as Asham. Syria, Lebanon, Palestine and so on, the set of countries known as Asham. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls the surah or names it Al-Hashr because of the people of the book who were driven out of the Arab peninsula though they themselves thought they would never ever be driven out. And even the Muslimin thought it would be very difficult to drive these people out. Allah says through his fadl, through his virtue, through his gift upon the believers they were driven out to the, uh, the place known as Al-Hashr. But what is of greater importance in this surah is the contrast Allah draws between having driven out the enemy to land that was very far away and on the other hand having driven out the Muslimin from Makkah to Medina. And the difference between the two, Allah shows that contrast in the surah, Surah Al-Hashr. And the crux of it is that those who are driven out of their homes, their businesses, whatever it is, if we are driven out of our own property, for example, if we are content with the decision of Allah and we are doing it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it becomes such a huge act of worship, the recompense of which only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can give. 
And if a person feels it a burden and a punishment and they begin to question the taqdeer and they begin to consider it a huge calamity, then that will be a punishment for that person. So on one side we had the people of the book who were driven out to Sham. They took it as a huge punishment and it was a punishment to them never to return. And on the other hand, Allah makes mention of لِلْفُقَرَاءِ الْمُهَاجِرِينَ الَّذِينَ أُخْرِجُوا مِن دِيَارِهِمْ وَأَمْوَالِهِمْ Those who were beggars, those who were poor from amongst the muhajireen who were driven out of their homes and their wealth. يَبْتَغُونَ فَضْلًا مِّنَ اللَّهِ وَرِضْوَانًا وَيَنصُرُونَ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ أُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الصَّادِقُونَ Allah says, they are intending to earn the pleasure of Allah, the bounty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to assist the cause of Allah, the cause of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They are the ones who are truthful. They have left everything without even batting an eyelid. A one command from the Messenger which came from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they divorced themselves from their city which was Makkah. They left their property and they ran towards Al-Madinatul Munawwara. Anyone who engaged in hijrah automatically became a person of greater virtue than a person who did not engage in that hijrah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us understanding. So the contrast here, the lesson is for us. Whenever Allah has decided to take something away from us, whether it is property, whether it is wealth, merchandise, whatever it is, we must understand, be content, be happy. So what if it is gone? If Allah has decided that it shall go, Alhamdulillah, close it as a bad page and carry on. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant you contentment which is priceless. But if we are going to be bogged down by the loss, someone who has usurped our wealth, someone who might have stolen the inheritance that was due to us, if we are going to let that bog us down, we will die complaining of how someone cheated us. Let them suffer the wrath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rather than us, Becoming angry at someone else having cheated us. May Allah grant us the ability and the power to solve our problems. This is the month of Ramadan. We are drawing to the end of the month of Ramadan. What a great night of decree. If we have cheated anyone, a cent, a rand, whatever it is, let us give it back tonight. Let us at least confirm to them that we shall return it to them. Because we don't want to be the... Earning the wrath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also speaks of in the very beautiful verses that we heard tonight and most of us know them by heart. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu attaqullaha wal tanzur nafsum ma qaddamat li ghadin wa O oh, you who believe, be conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And every single one of you should look into what he or she has prepared for tomorrow. When he or she is going to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, everyone should ask himself or herself, what have I done in preparation for the day I am going to meet my own creator? And Allah says, be conscious of Allah. This is one of the few verses in the Quran. In fact, as far as my knowledge goes, there are two verses. Where in the same verse, Allah repeats the term, Ittaqullah or Ittaqu Rabbakum. The first verse of Surah An-Nisa, it is repeated twice. And in this verse, it is repeated twice. Ittaqullah, fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Be conscious of Him. Because the preparation 
for tomorrow, meaning the preparation for the meeting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is by far the most important matter we can all engage in. If I just prepare to meet Allah, one statement, I have prepared to meet Allah, everything will fall into place. My salah will fall into place, zakah will fall into place, I will not engage in sin, I will not accuse others, I will not drink and go to the casinos and so on. Everything will fall into place. I will be conscious of how I speak to people. All that is connected to one simple verse. This is the verse. O you who believe, every single one of you, be careful or ask yourselves, look into what you have prepared when it comes to the meeting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What have you prepared for that day? May Allah make it easy for us. This also should lead us to abstaining from involving in others' lives in a manner that is detrimental to our own good deeds. They may be taken away. The minute we involve in others' lives, then we may be giving our deeds away. And when I say involved in others' lives, if we are trying to solve a matter, it is a good deed. But involving in riba, namima, buhtan and so on. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us. And the next surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has named it again after a woman. Or after the women who used to make hijrah and the mu'mineen needed to test them in order to find out if they came singularly or in a group of women in order to accept them as muhajirat, as women who have made hijrah the mu'mineen had to test them and ask them several questions and if it was confirmed that these are mu'minat these are females who are believing in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the messenger it became haram to send them back to Makkah what this means is at the time, the hijrah that was taking place, many people went. And then there were pockets of people who were going secretly. Those who had difficulty leaving, they left by night. They left when no one was watching. They left when they could. At times there were pockets of females who went. If they had arrived in Al-Madinatul Munawwara, it was prohibited to send them back. It was prohibited to send them back. In fact... The Quran says even if you want to marry them in order to protect them, do so and you will have a reward. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us understanding. From this, we learn that it is our duty as the males of this Muslim ummah to look after the females of this Muslim ummah. If there is a Muslim woman in need of something, it is our duty firstly to stand up and to meet the need of that woman, the permissible need of that woman. Rather than waiting for the kuffar to come and assist her, and then the Muslim women may just incline towards those kuffar and leave the Muslim ummah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not do that to our Muslim women, and may Allah use us to look after the women folk in a manner that will earn the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Bearing in mind that the most important thing every man needs to know is that charity begins at home. We cannot begin to look after women who are far away and then go and tell our wives, well, we've been told to look after the Muslim ummah. That is why I'm leaving the house. Rather, look after your own wife, your own children, your daughters, your mother, and so on, and then let the circle become bigger and bigger. As we fulfill all the rights of those around us, so we shall also fulfill the rights of those who are slightly distant, and so on. So I hope we've understood it. Let's never use that as an excuse. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us happiness in our marriages as well. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also speaks in that surah of the kuffar. And the fact that 
we must be just and good to those kuffar who have never fought us. Those kuffar who do not drive us out of our homes, we have to be just and good to them. That verse is also in this surah Al-Mumtahina. And Al-Mumtahina meaning the woman who is tested, the woman who is examined. And I've already explained what type of examination and when and so on. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all. And may Allah grant us the ability to treat the non-Muslims in such a beautiful manner, to be good to them and just to them. To the degree that we can show them the beauty of this religion of Islam, which if they enter the fold of, they will never ever regret. May Allah grant us all the ability. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the next surah, He names the surah after the rose. As-saf. The rose of what? In the battlefield, when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam took the companions to battle, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed verses saying, Allah loves those who make lines as though they are a wall, a solid wall. They make lines, they stand in rows, in sufuf, and they do not fear the outcome. They know that if they die, they are martyred. And they also know that if they win, they will have victory in the dunya before the akhirah. So, both goodness... Both points of goodness will be given to the believers. So these verses were in encouragement for the believers, especially at the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, where he had taken out his companions to face those who had attacked them and driven, out, driven them out of their lands. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all steadfastness. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at the end of that surah, asks a question and draws a similarity with the disciples of Jesus, may peace be upon him, Isa alayhi salatu wassalam. He says, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu kunu ansar allahi kama qala Isa ibn Maryam lil hawariyyina man ansari ila allah قال الحواريون نحن أنصار الله. Oh, you who believe, oh, you who believe, be assisters of the cause of Allah subhanahu wa taala in the same way that when Jesus, may peace be upon him, called out to his disciples, asking them, who is going to assist the cause of Allah? The disciples answered, we are going to assist the cause of Allah subhanahu wa taala, and we all know that the disciples are the ones who carried the message of Isa alayhi salam after he was taken up to the Almighty. They were the ones who said, uh, who spread the word throughout the region, we also need to be followers of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, spreading the good word throughout the globe. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala use us all to serve Islam and to spread the good word. And remember, without knowing what the word is, we will never be able to spread it. So for that reason, it is very important for every single one of us to educate himself and herself. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us all strong. The next surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala names it after one of the days of the week. The most blessed day of the week, Al-Jumu'ah. Al-Jumu'ah, we all know, is a Friday. And Allah has named the entire surah after that in order to show the greatness of that day and the importance of that day. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns us, warns us especially about our business on that day. It is not prohibited to engage in business on that day. 
But once the adhan is called of Jumu'ah, Allah says, leave everything and make haste to the masjid. That is where you will achieve your barakah. It is farad, it is compulsory, it is your duty with jama'ah. You need to read the Jumu'ah salah. The address here is for the males of this ummah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us that don't be like those who saw some business caravan coming in and they left the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala engaged in khutbah and they went out. They went out to see so that they would not lose the business deal. Seal your businesses, come into the house of Allah. Allah will grant you in return contentment, happiness, barakah, which is far more worth it than the few dollars or rands or little bit of merchandise that you may have attained and achieved. And for this reason Allah says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu idha nudiya lissalati min yawmil jumu'ati fas'aw ila dhikrillahi wa dharul bayya'a. ذَلِكُمْ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ O you who believe, when the caller has called out on a Friday for prayer, make haste towards the prayer and leave all business. That is better for you if only you know. Let me mention one hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, seeing that we've already entered a Friday this evening, as we know the day turns at Maghrib in Islam, we've already entered the Friday, we are already in the day of Jumu'ah. It is only correct for me to mention one of the most beautiful ahadith I have come across regarding Jumu'ah. The Prophet ﷺ says, إِذَا كَانَ يَوْمُ الْجُمُعَةِ When it is a Friday, there are angels at every masjid standing at the door. Straight after Zawal, at the point of Zawal, they are standing at the door with huge books, writing the names, يَكْتُبُونَ الْأَوَّلَ فَالْأَوَّلَ Writing who comes first, who comes second, who comes third, who comes fourth, in order. There is a competition every Friday. Those who've gone there before Zawal, they win. And those who are there immediately, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us through Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, their names are written, one, two, three, they will get their prizes on the day of Qiyamah inshallah. And when the imam comes out and stands up to deliver his khutbah, they, the angels, close the books and also come into the masjid in order to listen. A person who's come after that is not recorded as having attended, though the farad will be done. But those who have come after the imam has started, alhamdulillah, they are not written in the register. They were not part of the competition. So their Jum'ah, inshallah, we hope and pray that it will be accepted. But they did not take, take it seriously. How many times have we won? How many times does our name appear in that book? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us acceptance. One hadith speaks about the Friday and says that the person who comes first, in the first hour, is as though or is similar in sacrifice to a person who has sacrificed a camel for the sake of Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. The one who comes in the next hour is like a person who sacrificed a sheep in for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and so on. 
until the imam gets up and the angels close their books. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us strong. Remember the barakah, the blessings, the contentment, the light that we will achieve by attending Jumu'ah early, sitting in the masjid, engaging in recitation of the Quran in the masjid. Every single Quran that is in the masjid will speak on the day of Qiyamah. It will be a witness for you or against you. We want these Qurans to say, Ya Allah, this person read me in the masjid. How many of us have never even picked one Qur'an in the masjid? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us understanding. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us an awakening. And may Allah make us from amongst those who can, from today, go to the masjid early for Jum'ah Salah. And may He accept it from us. The next surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala names it after the hypocrites. Al-Munafiqoon. And in it, He makes mention of some of the qualities of the hypocrites. And I would like to make mention of one. One quality of the hypocrites. The reason I'm mentioning this is many of us are guilty of it. In Surah Al-Munafiqoon, Allah describes the hypocrites and says, يَحْسَبُونَ كُلَّ صَيْحَةٍ عَلَيْهِمْ Allah says, they regard every call and every shout and every statement as being against them. So when the imam gets up in the masjid and starts speaking and saying something, the one who thinks that the imam is attacking me, he is a hypocrite and he is guilty of the crime, that is why he feels that way. Look at what this surah is saying. That every statement of truth that is uttered, the person takes it against himself or herself, that means he or she is definitely a hypocrite. This is something that we need to think of. If someone is speaking the truth, why should we feel it is attacking us? It is a message of truth sent by Allah to us. All the messages that were definitely sent by Allah, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows what weaknesses I have and you have. So whenever someone is speaking of interest, of gambling, of zina, of music, whatever it is, don't ever think that, oh, this person is meaning me and no one but me. If that is the attitude, then that is hypocrisy. Because that means such a person would be guilty of the crime. Rather, we'd say, this person is trying to help all of us come out of our weaknesses. May Allah take us out of our weaknesses, and may Allah take him or her as well out of his or her weaknesses. Amin. Then in the next surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of, or in fact, one more verse that I'd like to speak of. In surah al-munafiqoon, Allah warns us, at the end, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا لَا تُلْهِكُمْ أَمْوَالُكُمْ وَلَا أَوْلَادُكُمْ عَنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ O you who believe, do not allow your children and your wealth to divert you from the memory and remembrance of your Creator. Don't ever allow your business and your family to divert you from your duty to your Creator. Because if that is what is going to happen, you may just be from the class of hypocrites. May Allah save me and you and everyone inshallah. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of a surah which he has named At-Taghabun. Taghabun meaning mutual gain or mutual loss. And in this surah, Allah makes mention of how the kuffar did bad. So they lost and the loss will continue into the akhirah, they will have Jahannam in return. And Allah says, as for the mu'mineen, they have earned goodness, and in return they will also get goodness. And Allah speaks of the day, He will gather everyone, and calls it the day of mutual gain, or the day of mutual loss. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us, and guard us, gain, uh, grant us gain on that day. Amen. 
The next surah, and that is the surah that I had said I would speak about, At-Talaq. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns the believers and starts off by addressing the, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, O Messenger of Allah, when you would like, meaning when the mu'mineen would like to divorce women, this is how they should do it. Always make sure that all the avenues of solving matters are complete, meaning everyone has, has walked through the, all the avenues of solving problems. Unfortunately, today we have these utterances, the utterances of the word, words of talaq, without consciousness, without realizing, without understanding, without knowing how dangerous they are. All this is a sign of qiyamah. Because people are taking the huge signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as a joke. And people are taking these major issues as very minor. That is a sign of qiyamah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us. One of the signs of qiyamah is that talaq will be on the increase. And I'm sure we all know that 60%, and that is very, very conservative figure. 60% of marriages are suffering turbulence to the degree of divorce. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us. And may Allah not make us statistics and moving signs of qiyamah. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns us all regarding divorce. Be careful, your utterances. Make sure you know what you are telling your wife, what you are saying, what you are uttering. Remember that when you want to divorce a woman, she should have completed a period after which you have not touched her, then you shall issue one talaq, just one. And what I would suggest, before doing that, consult with the ulama. Consult with the ulama and make sure you know what you are doing. Don't be in a rush to issue divorce. No matter how big the problem is, never ever be in a rush. And when you utter, never ever give more than one talaq. Never, unless you have to. And if one talaq has been given, and the idda period has lapsed, that woman is free to marry someone else, and she is also free to return to this man with a new nikah. And if the idda period has not lapsed, and it is a revocable talaq, she is free to return to this man without even anyone knowing. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us understanding. So, those who want to divorce, remember, to utter three talaqs is a bid'ah. It is totally unacceptable. It has a huge effect and an impact. It is equivalent to three. Those who say three is one and one is three, it sounds more like a trinity. It is incorrect. It is totally incorrect. The majority of the scholars on the globe have uttered, have said that if three talaqs are uttered, they will be equivalent to three. How can we say three are uttered and then they are equal to one? And then some people say, well, I was angry. Who does divorce whilst they are not angry? Anyone? No. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us understanding. So let us be very conscious of these words. Even if we are joking about them, they shall occur. And Allah warns us and says, those who fear Allah, He will grant them an opening and He will give them sustenance from a place that they had never expected. And this is referring to all those who are suffering in marriage. Sometimes you have divorced women. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make life easy for them. If they fear Allah and they are conscious of Allah, Allah says, we will open the doors for you even after divorce in a manner that you had never imagined, never dreamt of. But the, the condition is, you fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The same applies to men folk. If you've been through a problem and a huge mess, and for some reason it ended in divorce, if you are to fear Allah and be conscious of Him, do not... Engage in mudslinging and don't become so 
discontent with the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah says, I will open the doors. And Allah says, I will forgive your sins. And so many verses in this surah, I suggest we read this surah inshallah. It is a very important surah. Allah says, I will open the doors for you. Which means, he may facilitate another marriage within a short space of time, which is far better than the other one. And you would then say, Alhamdulillah, Allah has opened the doors for me. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for the men and women who have suffered divorce. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make the, their future easy. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect them and grant them all consciousness. The last surah that we had mentioned today, or that we had read today, is Surah Al-Tahreem. Very briefly, Surah Al-Tahreem is named after making something prohibited. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks to the messenger, saying, O messenger of Allah, why is it, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, why is it that you have made prohibited, or you have prohibited upon yourself some of these sweet dishes that are permissible? Are you doing it in order to please your wives? Don't do that. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells the messenger, do not prohibit that which I have made permissible. And the message is for all of us. Never just say something is haram and so on. If you are not sure, abstain from it because you are meant to abstain from it. And say, I am abstaining from it because I am unsure. But to label something halal, you need to have 100% proof. And to label something haram, you also need 100% proof. If it is in the gray area, you shall abstain, but you will not label it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us understanding. In that surah, Allah tells all of us to turn to Him. And Allah says, O oh, you who believe, save yourselves and your family members from the fire. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu tubu ila Allahi tawbatan nasuha. O you who believe, repent to Allah, turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a genuine and sincere turning and returning. May Allah make us all genuine, and may Allah grant us forgiveness on this night. Allahumma inna ka'afuun tuhibbul afwa fa'afu anna. Allahumma inna ka'afuun tuhibbul afwa fa'afu anna. Allahumma inna ka'afuun kareemun rahimun tuhibbul afwa fa'afu anna. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasanah. وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله عليه وسلم